Today on episode 117 of the Home of Play podcast, Spider-Man PS5 and PS4 games sell a Spider-Sense tingling 33 million copies. Prince of Persia The Sands of Time remake has not been cancelled but delayed again. And June's state of play happened and we give our reactions. All that and much more. I got new glasses which gives me plus two intelligence. Let's get some intro. Happy Monday and welcome home, everybody. Welcome back to episode 117 of the Home of Play podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you all the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we're the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies himself, Christopher. Hello, hello. The Home of Play podcast is a self-supported podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask you to help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, by telling your friends, family, and the demons in your closet about the show, and that they can find us on all your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing. It's all because you love the gaming homies, helping to spread the cause with the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, or complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone private where we discuss, of course, the PlayStation's state of play that we just got here in June. On today's episode, we have all the news you need to hear, but first we're going to talk about what we did this last week, and we're going to start with Chris, like usual. Not a heck of a lot. Uh, slowly chipping away at Mass Effect, the third one, um, the Legendary Edition one, for those that didn't know. Um, I'm almost just trying to fly through it, to be honest. It's funny how after this many renditions of the game and there's still bugs, uh, there's like a trophy to uh, it light 100 people on fire with like incinerate or fire ammo and it's not registering properly. Uh, so I'm going to have to do like a new game at the beginning, like start over at the end uh, and just make a character that starts with like fire ammo and then just grind it until I get it. Just a pain in the butt. But apparently I also have to do, I think, New Game Plus because in order to get your weapons or a weapon to level 10, you can only do that in New Game Plus. So I'm going to have to probably start the game three times just to at least get those last trophies, which is a pain in the butt. But whatever, I'm having fun just playing it casually while watching like Netflix on my other screen. So it's okay. Uh, other than that, it's been a little bit more of a PC week. Uh, on the weekend, I tried the V Rising that just came out. Uh, it's early access. Uh, you play uh, a vampire uh, character, and it's pretty much there's different servers you could be on, like PVE or uh, PvP servers, and you can make bases and form groups. It's kind of like, I guess I would kind of kind of compare it to almost like Valheim, but like top down view, kind of like Diablo style or Lost Ark style. And there's just a whole bunch of like mini bosses that you progress the story that are not story per se but gives you more unlocks for like things to put in your like castle slash dungeon type thing it's uh pretty good had a lot of fun with it uh spent a good portion of my weekend on that so i'm um, liking it so far it's a good price and uh it's nice to see like a, a new indie company come around and and get a lot of praise because i've seen some articles talk about how they're surprised how big it exploded they're just having to keep up now so that's good good to hear uh other than that um a couple of nights i was playing some more tft jumped back on that because uh, i've been bored and 
yeah, I was I had fun with it. Uh, I think the new season's actually supposed to start, so I don't know if this is like a new season that's going to reset all the guys and have new units, or if it's kind of one of those mid seasons because sometimes there's just like a kind of like a transition season where it's like they just tweak a lot of things, but not like the overall gameplay. So I haven't really looked into it too much, but I'll probably play it a little bit more because it's just a fun game to play with a random buddy or something like that. So that's pretty much been my whole gaming week so far. I don't think I've turned anything else on. I'm kind of just looking for the next game to grab me. Maybe it'll be Elden Ring. Not sure. Uh, I'm ho- I'm hovering on a whole bunch of different things. I don't know what I want to do. So, but that's been me. How about yourself? Uh, I got a little bit in Wednesday. Uh, always my best day of the week. So I put all my gaming time into more Uncharted 4, the PS4 version, but I'm playing it on my PS5. Uh, still looking fantastic. Still loading stupid fast. I closed it just for a test and had it go from nothing to running on the ps5 and man it's like under a minute i again i just keep doing these tests and dying and the restarts like two seconds i I look at this and i'm like man it's it's really hard for them to justify this ps5 version they release because i honestly just don't know like they leave even talk about faster load times i'm like i don't know how that's possible it is not by any stretch of imagination slow so whatever um enjoying that actually like there's a few instances that I got a little frustrated with, uh, just the traditional uncharted issues, um, where they throw in some shenanigans and they just expect you to know where to go. Uh, and then after dying a few times, it clicks finally. You're like, okay, I was just supposed to know to do that, but okay, cool. Um, but besides those, I'm really high on this game. I definitely think it's my favorite uncharted now, uh, by far. Um, and in playing this, uh, finally, you know, being late to the party, I'm finally understanding like why I think Uncharted. I want. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I want to say why it's more popular than Tomb Raider. And I just think uh, it's set pieces and characters, and well, and I'd argue even the story. There's just a different level, honestly. Um, I really like the first Tomb Raider reboot. Uh, I can't remember what year that came out, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And uh, that Crystal Dynamics did. And I liked it. It was really good for a Tomb Raider game. Mm-hmm. But I also think, like, the previous Tomb Raiders were all fairly weak, like, you know, products of their time, I guess. But um, then Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, and I-, I blamed it a lot on, like, I was just getting burnt out of that genre of game. Yeah. I think it's honestly, it's because Tomb Raider, again, you don't care about any of the characters other than Laura. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing about Uncharted is you have like an ensemble cast. that. Yes, you have Sully, the brother, yeah. Elaine, uh, Drake himself. Uh, again, these pieces, like, you know, I remember the plane, I think it was in three, uh, the train that was in two. Like, there's just these big set pieces that you don't get in Tomb Raider. The originals, anyway. Yeah. And, uh, well, no, like even the new Tomb Raiders. Well, like the re the reboot one had like, didn't have like a boat scene at the beginning of the first one or something. Yeah, but it's not, it wasn't as, it's not like Uncharted, like, and even Rise of the Tomb Raider was even worse. It was like little inconveniences constantly, but it wasn't these giant, like, you know, in four, I I won't spoil anything, but the Jeep scene. Yep. I mean, what compares to that? What, What compares to that in that type of game? So I am really liking that. Uh, I want to finish the story. That's what's keeping me going. I know some people 
have issue with all these cutscenes. I think that's what's keeping me going. Uh, not that I'm saying the gameplay's bad or anything like that. I think the grappling hook is a welcome addition. Um, sometimes I have issues with it. I mean, I, I always have to tell myself it's a video game, like how you just swing and it unhooks itself right away. But overall, I'm really enjoying my time. I think Uncharted 4, like I said, I, it's building to be one of the best Uncharted's I think I've played. Uh, it's definitely speaking to me. Like I said, loving the story, loving the set pieces, and I put a lot of hours on Wednesday, so I, I think I'm at my final location, so I'm looking forward to finishing that up, hopefully uh, rolling credits this week. Um, and then, yeah, uh, after that, again, I'm going to be bothered and not know what to do, but I'm starting to think I need to just force myself into a game, and maybe that's been my issue the last while is I look at things and I kind of just like gloss over them and I'm like ah maybe later well maybe maybe now maybe I just gotta force myself in the first five hours to like it or not and then like this it might just sweep me off my feet and carry me away so anyway Chris we're done with our wrap-up which means we should get to some of the smaller news that happened this week and we're going to start with Spider-Man PS5 PS4 games sell a spider sense tingling 33 million copies this one comes from Push Square. Uh, very simply, Marvel Spider-Man is far and away the biggest series in Sony stable with Insomniac Games, two superhero-themed titles combining to sell 33 million copies as of the 15th of May. Uh, so there you go. Congratulations to Insomniac. Uh, it sounds like, well, I, 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 they say two, but I'm, I, I assume uh, it's Spider, uh, Marvel Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, and Mar uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Is actually the three so already selling 33 million copies all three of those together and then spoiler alert uh we're going to talk about the pc port but yeah that's going to obviously amplify this number quite a bit yeah for sure i i'm even i had so much fun with the game that like i don't know if i would pay full price for the pc version but i could 100 percent see myself grabbing the pc version at some point in time mm -hmm. so yeah, no, this is great. I'm happy that they're doing well. And mostly I just want to see definitely more Spider-Man games from them because they are really knocking them out of the park. I remember how yep. I used to love like the, the I don't want to call them shitty because they were good PS2 games, not all of them, but some of them were pretty decent. So it's like the series in general is just, it's always fun. Yeah. I think they, they, I think the games just maybe need a little bit more. <sighs> I don't know what to say. Like... Not substantial, but maybe just longer or like more in-depth stuff with the villains. Like I, I don't know. I just I think they 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 could put more. Like that one part at the end of the first one where it's like you rapid fire all the bosses. I'm like, ugh. They could have stretched this out and made this more. I've had internal debates with that, and uh, we don't have to get into it too quick because we need to move on. Yeah. But um, I think it. I think I understand that they did it because we've always fought one-on-one, -on -one, and I think they were trying to switch it up and be like, hey, wouldn't it be an interesting experience if yeah. you fought two at the same time? Uh, but I agree with you. At the same time, as cool as that was, you, you just kind of knock these bosses so fast that it feels underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, congratulations to Insomniac, yep. like we said. I'm super excited for uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 or whatever they end up calling it. Again, Craven the Hunter. I can't wait. Venom. Oh my gosh. This game's going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, we'll move forward. 
Dragon Age Dreadwolf is the official name of Bioware's new RPG. Uh, this one comes from Game Informer. Not much to say. This is the name of the game. Uh, I think some people might be excited by the name of the game. I don't know if Dreadwolf has anything to do with the lore or if that's like a character that's been introduced before. Do you know? Because you play the games more uh, than I have. From all I know is some people are saying it connects to one of the characters that was playable in Inquisition. Okay. I think his name's Sol- Solas or Solaris. Okay. I can't remember. Um, I don't like that character, so I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I, I Maybe guess he's some the villain are then. <laughs> well, that's what they're saying. Like Some okay. people are insinuating that he might be the villain. Um, okay. I don't know much about the lore, though. All I know is like it has a name, but, you know... That's all, because I, I feel like Dragon Age uh, Dreadwolf now, I like calling it Dragon Age 4, is kind of the same boat as uh, Starfield, where all you get is concept art and uh, yeah. just pushed back, pushed back. And I would honestly say Dragon Age is almost worse at this point. I feel like we're just constantly, all you ever get is more concept art. Play a comic I, book. I've lost all anticipation for this game i just there's no joy or excitement i have left in me for this i i really feel like and obviously anthem is probably a big reason for that but also just this and how they're dealing with uh mass effect 4 as well and just i don't know i i just and how many the 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 mass exodus we saw of the studio like this isn't bioware anymore i think we've said that a couple times so I, I, yeah, it's really hard for me to get excited. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I hope they come out with a huge showing at some point and spin or like flip the narrative. But I, until then, I'm just kind of sitting here. I think, like I said last week, just long faced and uh, crossed armed. I'm not ready to give up on Bioware quite yet. Like, I know Anthem was definitely one that was a definite misstep and Mass Effect Andromeda, people would say that that was a misstep, although I really loved it. And I know there's a big exodus of employees, so that like stuff is being written in the sand, as it were, uh, that this might not go well. But comparing the missteps of Bioware to Square Enix at this point, Square Enix is way ahead in the, the mar- market <laughs> for missteps right now. So maybe not as big as a AAA title, but I think some people would argue that as well. So. I don't yeah. know. I'm I haven't fully given up hope, although I'm not a Dragon Age guy anyway, so I'm more just waiting for the next Mass Effect to see what happens. So. Well, speaking on the topic of mistakes, we're going to move on to Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake, not canceled but delayed again. This one comes from IGN. Earlier today, retailers like GameStop and others were delisting pre-orders for the upcoming Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake, prompting concerns the project has been canceled. IGN can confirm that the remake is still in development, but has been further delayed out of fiscal year 2023. There's not much to talk about here that I gave you basically the whole meat and potatoes just in that small paragraph, but there you go. And it kind of makes sense. They just recently moved studios and it makes sense that they're going to need some time. Clearly it was not in any state that was close to release. And it does seem like they have to, probably redo a lot of stuff well yeah from like what we talked about previously like there's mechanics in the engine that they couldn't do from the original game like the wall running and stuff that's just something that wasn't programmed or doable in the new engines so they had to find ways around that to make it work right so i it i i never suspected it was going to be canceled because like that'd be pretty big if they canceled it after announcing it not that long ago 
But yeah, it's yeah. it's back to the drawing board. Maybe they have to tweak the engine a bit to make it work even more, or I don't know. They're gonna have to do something big, I think. So anyway, we don't have to spend too much time on that. We'll carry forward. Another quick one: Twisted Metal Show cast wrestler Samoa Joe as Sweet Tooth. Will Arnett will also provide a voice. Uh, this one comes from Push Square. So yeah, I guess the big news from this one pretty much is Samoa Joe will be playing the TV show version of Sweet Tooth, which kind of works in my mind. I'm, I'm trying to remember like his physical attributes. I think it's easier for them to make it work. And then we, big. I think we had already, <laughs> yeah, big, yeah. I, I think we already heard that Will Arnett was going to be involved in some, somewhere, somehow. Okay, so yeah, I was looking at uh, pictures of Samoa Joe here on Google because I have no idea who this was. And I know the name. He's definitely, he's definitely got the later rendition of Sweet Tooth's body. I, I don't think he was ever a Slim Jim, but they definitely gave him some extra weight and some girth in, uh, I think, Twist Metal Black, if I recall. So I'm looking at this, it, the body uh, kind of matches. I think it's a good call. I am a little, I don't like when they do that thing where they cast someone as, you know, the, the physical version and then they won't give them the voice. I just feel like it's disingenuous to the actor himself, you know? Um, so I, that I, I'm, and it's like, does Will Arnett, like, does Sweet Tooth need a specific voice that Samoa Joe couldn't just do it himself? You know, I, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it's just going to give us the same issue where the original Darth Vader, there's a skinny guy in the suit, but then when they unmask him, it's a totally different actor who looks very yeah. jarring and just different. And then at the same time, you have, uh, oh, what's his name? Famous guy, Earl Jones. Something. James Earl Jones. Yeah, then you have James Earl Jones, the voice. So you got three different people to make one character. Yeah. And then, you know, one of them's getting screwed. In my opinion, it was, you know, the person uh, inside the costume that never got to show his face. I thought that was kind of garbage, but whatever. Now it feels like they're doing the same thing with Sweet Tooth. That's, you know, yeah, especially when concern. you can like digitally alter someone's voice so much nowadays. Yeah. It's like, just do that. Like, can you imagine if, like, they cast Batista as Drac, and then they're like, oh, but we're going to get, um, I don't know, Paul Rudd to do the voice. Like, it just Sold. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Paul I Rudd did anything. Paul that's Rudd. the wrong, it's a yeah, bad example, true. Steve. So we don't have to spend too much time on that. We'll move on again. June's PlayStation Plus games have officially been confirmed by Sony. This one comes from VGC. God of War PS4 is coming. Then you have Naruto to Baruto. Shinobi Striker on PS4. Uh, and Nick Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. This one's on PS4 and PS5, and they will join the subscription service on June 7th. So, maybe look forward to those. I think it's another... If you, I guess if you never played God of War, it might be a great month for you, but if you're someone like me who has played it, this kind of seems like another poor showing. But who knows? Maybe there's hope when PlayStation Plus Plus rolls out shortly after. And God of War was one of the free ones if you had a PS5 already, right? Wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I believe so. So, yeah, it's not great. But hey, the the new Plus Plus is coming out. That Yeah, that's what I told myself as a tear escaped when I read that initially. Yeah. The Nickelodeon might be kind of goofy fun. At least get the PS5 version of it. But. Yeah, I guess if... well. There is a little hate in me that grows every once in a while, and I do just want to play SpongeBob but beat the bejesus out of Patrick. So, yeah, you're right. If I ever want to finally unleash that hate on Patrick like I do, then there you go. And then Naruto one just looks like, just like reading up a synopsis, and it looks like 
uh, is it four v four? If you played a Naruto player. game, you've played all. Yeah, the well, I, games. I guess it's similar to like Dragon Ball Z in the sense, like almost Street Fighter like. I guess I don't know. Uh, I think they're more three D, like yeah, three uh, D universe yeah. Dragon Ball games. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just carry forward. Yeah, and this one's maybe a little bit of controversy for me, but whatever. Madden NFL twenty three covers pay tribute to the career of John Madden. This one comes from Game Informer. Uh, another small one. EA Sports is honoring the memory of the late coach and broadcaster with three separate covers for Madden NFL twenty three. Now, the reason I am a little bit more peeved by this is um, I'm not a sports guy. Steve's not a sports guy. But I think we can understand, like, who John Madden is and what he did for NFL in general. And his big thing for creating the original games was that it has to be true football experience, right? And you look up what the new game has and... They're just pulling pieces and features that they've taken from other like older versions of the game. Um, I I don't want to talk too much about it. There's a video I watched that kind of did more thorough analysis and kind of compared all the original games or the features that they're saying are brand new. Uh, Field Sense is the the marketing tactic they're using for this game, and it's just it's just I don't know. It's just another way to put features back in that were already in previous games, make you think that it's a new feature, even though it's not. They might add a few animations. It's just, I don't know. It's dirty, these sports games to me. Like, and I feel like this is almost a disservice to John Madden because I, I, I truly don't think he'd be proud of where the games are with the microtransactions and uh, the, what's the, I can't remember the game mode that everybody hates, Ultimate Teams on all these games. I don't know. It's just, it's shameful. And maybe it's, this isn't why, maybe this is why I don't like sports games is because they're not evolving. Like, like you, I could go back and play a game for from seven years ago. And it's like, comparatively, they're pretty similar. There's very different things, if not better seven years ago when it didn't have the ultimate teams and the microtransactions. So maybe that's a hot take. I'll give you the hot take for sports games every single time. But it's like, I want to see them evolve. Like, take all the good features from those previous games, put them all in one game, and then evolve that game. Don't stop making it look like shit and adding features that were previously in there that you decided to take out for six years just to throw back in again. It's garbage. How about you, Steve? I, I, you know what? I appreciate that you took a hot take for once. Uh, take some of the heat off of me for always having the hot takes. So... I <laughs> I thought this was kind of sweet. I looked at the covers. I like yourself. I bow down in the presence of John Madden. Uh, his contributions, all that stuff. The man's a bloody legend. And so yeah, I appreciate all that stuff. Though I do agree with basically everything you said. Um, I I don't think I'm as passionate about it. I still think it's like okay, this is a good farewell nod. I appreciate that they would even do this. But if yeah, if we're talking about the games themselves. Are there issues? Yes. And I think they've pinned themselves in a corner that when you make these annual, it's just like, how many times can you reinvent the wheel? And so now they're stuck taking away. They stopped trying to. Later. Yeah. So I, I feel like, the, yeah, they pin themselves in this corner. And so for people like me and you, it's very blatant to see, although fans of the series clearly don't care because they'll 
you know, buy the new one just to get the updated roster. Yep. And, you know, and more power to you. If it doesn't affect you, it doesn't bother you, then, you know, go to town. Um, don't let me get in your way. I just, yeah, I, I uh, whatever. Before I get uh, tripping on my own feet, let's just move on. <laughs> I don't have a lot to input here. So we're going to move to PS1 plus PS1 games use superior NTSC 60 hertz format in Japan. This one comes from Push Square. Sony's decision to release inferior PAL or PAL 50 hertz versions of its PS1 games with PS Plus Premium has attracted a lot of attention, but now the service has launched in Japan. There is finally some positive news. The platform holder is using NTSC 60 hertz ROMs of key titles like Ape Escape. This was expected as they're the only Japanese language builds of the games available, but it's potentially good for those of you in North America where NTSC was the standard as well. So there you go, Chris, another short one, but it's good, it's good news. Uh, we kind of missed this last week, but there was a huge <sighs> issue online where I didn't understand the difference between PAL and NTSC. Uh, I did some more research on the weekend, and yeah, there's a clear problem. And even made worse is Sony tried to somehow put in an artificial smooth on the PAL version, but it actually makes it worse. Like the there's a ghosting effect that like comes from that, and you can like even in pictures, you're just like, man, that it. Like I've heard of ghosting; it's never bothered me that much, but this was very noticeable. It was bad. Yeah, like I would say maybe we missed it. We did sort of mention it, I think briefly, but I think my thing is is like, yeah, we could look at Sony and say they were trying to cover up the problem, and I I I don't know if they were. I feel like they were just. I think people were jumping on it so quick and they it's not even like fully out there yet you know like people i think were expecting okay day one japan this thing this is what it's going to be and that's not the case if you look at the finer points of the articles and stuff it says that like it's going to be a slow rollout they're going to be adding more features and new things every week so it's like don't look at it now and this is the final product you know type of thing so I think people were maybe a little over panicky and jumping on it pretty quick, but I, I, I come on, I, I'm going to keep trying to give Sony the benefit of the doubt and it's, it's working so far. It's working so far. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't have much to add to what you said. I would basically say, I agree with you. I think we have to wait for North America's rollout until we can really talk about our experience. Yeah. And I honestly, I think that's the best way to do it is just wait. We'll see. And then if I need to criticize, God help me, you know I'll be back in whatever week uh, episode that that is. Yep. And well, until then, let's move on to some PSVR 2 news. PlayStation VR 2 may launch in early 2023, analysts suggest. This one comes from VGC. Ming-Chi Ko, an analyst at Hong Kong-based TF International Securities, tweeted that he believed the headset may start mass production later this year with a potential launch in the first quarter of 2023. This is exciting. Yeah, it lines up with everything we've been hearing. It lines up with release dates that we're seeing. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like, you know, and it just seems too late to try to do uh, a fall or holiday release mm. at this point. Uh, although, you know, PS5 had us scared because they just kept delaying all, delaying all those showcases as well. I think we didn't hear until August. Um. So that was terrifying, but it definitely, that was more, I think, because Xbox and PlayStation were waiting for the other yeah. one to come out first. Um, so yeah, I don't know. 
I there's not much to talk about here. No. It, we still know everything that we known before. This just is a little more insight on. It seems like it got pushed to spring. That's fine. I honestly, I'm, you look at my bank account. I'm like, maybe I don't need a giant expense right now. Um, so yeah, I look forward to it. it. Hopefully, in 2023, if it hits and everything's correct, and you know, chipset shortage doesn't affect it. I don't know how they're producing this. That they're going to try to get around that issue. Hopefully, maybe they found a way to use different shit chipsets altogether i'm not sure yeah my only thing is my hype's getting a little bit more and more especially after this week's showcase i'm definitely excited to try some of the new stuff that they're talking about but we also don't really have release dates they might co- coincide to the released launch of the, the vr itself uh but there could also be a delay too because like i said we don't have specific time frames on when certain vr games will be uh released very true so we're going to move on to Star Wars news. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will be darker than Fallen Order, says director. This one comes from VGC. The director of Star Wars Jedi Survivor has revealed that the game will be or have a darker plot than its predecessor, Fallen Order. Following months of speculation, Electronics Arts officially announced Star Wars Jedi Survivor on Friday with a teaser trailer. We also missed the one, Chris. I think this one came out right after we recorded. Um, so there you go. The seat. We I think we already talked about the rumor that the name would change to Survivor, so we were correct on that, and or at least the leaker was correct on that. And yeah, there's a small teaser. None of it means anything to me. I I, I really like Star Wars. I, I there's it can always be good to me if done right, but I don't know enough of the lore and the background stuff to know at all what was going on from the small teaser we got. So, am I excited? Yes. Is it confirmed? Well supposedly confirmed for 2023 i believe uh spring yay fantastic uh i look forward to it i enjoyed the original um but again that teaser gave us very little to work on here yeah i mean i'm interested in this i i like the first game i still haven't finished the first one maybe that's one that i should go back and finish but i'm excited to see where the series goes i'm not like a uh a crazy addict to star wars and need to know everything probably even less so than you like i don't i just yeah. don't care about the lore like just give me a good star wars story like start to finish type thing in all in one package yeah. so yeah it'd be interesting to see but yeah the, yeah the tz trailer meant nothing to me either <laughs> yeah i was just like hey there's a guy in a tube cool he's got white hair i don't know if that was supposed to mean maybe it's a reference to the first game but i feel like it's been so long i can't remember much of that game at all so yeah okay we're gonna move on to some bigger articles and by bigger articles i literally just mean two and uh one of them being the state of play so let's get through this and then we can talk about that u.s advocacy group calls on ftc to investigate fifa loot boxes this one comes from gameindustry.biz a coalition of 15 advocacy groups yesterday sent an open letter to the u.s federal trade commission asking the regulators to investigate manipulative design abuses in the fifa franchises specifically the loot box driven ultimate team mode chris's favorite mode as he talked about before led by fair play and center for digital democracy the groups repeatedly cited the recently released norwegian consumer council report in describing dark patterns they say exploit children's lack of financial literacy and poor understanding of odds in quotes, by relentlessly marketing pay-to-win loot boxes, EA is exploiting children's desire to complete, compete with their friends despite the fact that most adults, let alone kids, 
could not determine their odds of receiving a highly coveted card or what cards cost in real money. Fair Play Executive Director Josh Golan said, The FTC must use its power to investigate these design abuses and determine just how many kids and teens are being fleeced by EA. The letter raises concerns about a number of EA's practices, like requiring ultimate team packs to be purchased with multiple virtual currencies, abstracting their actual cost. It also takes exception to EA's disclosed odds covering outcomes that are so broad they are meaningless to game players, a lack of controls to keep young children from the game mode, and the potential for the game to be a gateway to problem gambling. Uh, there you go, Chris. There was an update from EA. Uh, basically. I feel like they kind of scapegoated everything to oh, be like, would. well, there's parental controls yeah. and, you know, supervise your kids. Don't give them your credit card, which are also great arguments. Yeah. I understand that. But uh, I'm interested to hear what you think, Chris, because I know how much you love uh, these sports games and their uh, kind of shady practices. I, I, I feel like I, uh, you know, did my hot take too soon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is. EA's excuse would be, well, these are surprise mechanics. Like these, these are it's not loot boxes. They're surprise mechanics. No, yeah. I'm happy that more and more countries are starting to figure their shit out and saying this is very clearly gambling. This stuff could be in games where I remember back in the day we play games. I, I'm trying to think of like what, but there'd be games where it's like. You know, there was like cosmetics and things you in games that you would unlock randomly or by cert doing certain skill based things and you would compete with your friends. It's like, dude, hey, did you unlock that character? Yeah, I got that one. Or, you know, I, I got it. Oh, you got to do this hard challenge to do it. That shit's just as exciting, if not more than having to pay money to unlock something randomly. Like what what pride do, do I do have in saying, dude, I have this exotic uh, soccer player that you got, you guys don't have. I'm so good. What you, you're so good because you spent more money on it to get unlock these characters. I don't know. It to me, it's just you can make these just as fun by not having to pay for them. But these companies don't want to do that. And it brings me back to uh, another topic. It's in our homework, but I'm super happy to see that like uh, what was it, Diablo Immortal is getting banned in. Uh, Belgium and the Netherlands because of their uh, loot mechanics. It's like, yes, finally, this is the stuff I want to see. God, gone are the days where Blizzard was something that I like looked up to. But, oh, uh, geez. It's like this stuff is, you, you could go super in-depth. We're obviously not in it enough to know all the rules and regulations and stuff. But we got to stop. Like, to put, to put the onus on the parents... Sure, you can have a a little bit of that, but you you make it all glowy and like gambling. Gambling machines are glowy and attractive, and you want to click that unlock ten loot boxes instead of one because that one's glowing and you can see yellow glowing from between the lid because you know it's going to be an exotic loot or something like that. That this shit's got to stop. Like it's just not fun. I I had so much more fun back in the day doing actually skill based things to unlock characters and stuff like that. So. <sighs> yeah, it just drains my energy talking about th these ones because it's just, it's not cool. I hate these companies that are just doing this shit. And there's so few companies. You, you get them more with the indie companies where it's like they don't in have that stuff in, in them yet until a big publisher scoops them up and forces them down their throats. 
And then you see them leave and make a new company. Oh, I, yeah. we keep bringing this up all the time. But this is what happens. They, it's, they, get, they fall in that trap. They, they want to get acquired, spend a lot of money on. They'll pump out a game following their rules, and then they'll leave and make a new company. This is just the rotation of how life works now. So, so I don't have much to add here. I also think EA's practices are pretty predatory. You know, I myself always get frustrated by uh, Mortal Kombat and what WB seems to force them to do as well. Some of the same practices, although FIFA sounds like it's even worse. Um, you know, I, I there's a good argument to be made about knowing what your kids are doing but at the same time i'm like i don't know it's weird it's kind of like well okay yes parent accountability fine but like can ea show up to your kid's house and give him a slot machine too Mm -hmm. and then is it your fault if he finds quarters in your purse like i don't you know again where's it fall like can we give kids cigarettes but blame the parents for giving them lighters i i just i don't know maybe i'm talking nonsense but it just seems like I again, and I think this case using kids is probably the most effective way to stop loot boxes. But in my perspective, we should just be able to look at them as a whole and be like, this isn't good for anyone. Yeah. And it's predatory to use the gambling mechanics to justify these games' existence. And all that and- shit's meaningless because next year, the, the same exact game is going to come out again and you're going to have to buy all the shit yes. over again. Because nothing carries forward. That's that's the yeah. worst part too. I keep say, I keep saying it's the worst part. They're all bad parts. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm may, hopefully my I'm not being as passionate as Chris, which upsets me because usually I'm the passionate one. I like to use anger as my torch and just come at things. But I absolutely agree. I just think uh, we just need games again. That'd be nice to see. Just basic games you know i think that's honestly why elden ring did so well there's not one thing you can buy for that game you you can buy the game and then you have the game (laughs) it's just there you go it's as simple as that and that's the way i like to see it so we're gonna move on from that depressing sad and terrible article to our last article which is june's state of play and our reactions this one's coming from us uh it was not fun. Almost nobody wants to put this showcase in, <laughs> in order. order from what so I took, I took the initiative. I went through the video Appreciate and it. just went in order. Yes. Appreciate it. Uh, hopefully the listeners do as well, because uh, I was not going to give you a list out of order. Maybe that's uh, some weird minor OCD twitch of mine, but I wanted to be in order. For God's sakes, let there be order. <laughs> let there be order. <laughs> Okay, Chris, take it away. Sounds good. So June State of Play opens with a big one. Resident Evil 4 Remake. So my hype is up. We've talked about this in the past where it's like Resident Evil 4 doesn't need a remake. It's good on its own. I still stand by that. But after seeing the trailer, it's like, no, I want this. This is something I'm excited for. Um, The trailer was good. Uh, They showed a lot of screenshots of things, too, or maybe just stills. Uh, that I kind of want to set as my computer background right now or on my phone background. I'm probably going to do that at some point. Nerd. But uh, it looked good. They didn't show a hell of a lot. It was mostly stuff that would be in the intro of the game. I think the furthest thing I saw was the lake scene, uh, storyline-wise. They did show a lot of Ada, which was interesting because you don't see her a lot unless you're playing her version of the campaign. Uh, she's there, obviously. You have encounters with her, but 
So I'm, I'm not too sure if they've blended those together more or if they're still going to be separate stories. I'm not sure. I feel like they're going to be more blended because they show so much of Ada. But I'm, my hype's up, man. I mean, Resident Evil 4, some could argue it led to some of the worst uh, Resident Evils following that game. Uh, who would argue that? <laughs> who would argue that? But yeah, I mean, as a, as a whole, I think Resident Evil 4 was still very good. I think it had a couple of missteps uh, in regards to like some of the weapon unlocks. This is getting nitty gritty here, but like get, unlocking the rocket launcher so early in the game, you could just fly through all the bosses. That's a choice. You don't have to do that, but it's definitely a mechanic that probably shouldn't be like available for the first playthrough. But I don't know. I'm I'm excited. And then also at the end of the trailer, they mentioned that they are working on a PSVR two version of it too. Um, but that's pretty much all it said. It didn't go into too much. And that is quite interesting because I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but I kept wondering if we were going to see Oculus has a Resident Evil 4 VR game, but it was exclusive to Oculus, I believe. So I kept wondering, like, would it come here as well? But now it kind of seems like almost like, I'm I'm not saying it's Sony's call, but it almost feels like Sony's like, we want a better version of the Oculus so I it's think. like, okay, well, we'll give you Resident Evil 4 Remake VR mode. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, if they do that, yeah, that's going to be incredible. Because I've heard nothing but good things about the Oculus version. Yeah, and we got a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but we got a decent amount of good VR stuff during this uh, showcase. So so quickly, my thoughts on Resident Evil 4 Remake. Uh, like Chris said, I'm the one that makes the crazy argument. I'm the one with the hot take. I think Resident Evil 4 Remake, or not Remake, sorry, Resident Evil 4 base game. I am the weird one. I know I'm definitely in the minority. I didn't enjoy it that much. I thought the story's really bad. Like, and I know Resident Evil stories are usually never like the greatest things out there, but I really liked one, two, three. The fact that they all took place around the same time in the same vicinity, they just seemed like a more solid story. Resident Evil four, let's face it. It was half the games an escort mission, which guess who likes escort missions? No one. Um, the story's redonkulous, like president's daughter gets kidnapped. Why would they do this? It's just not, it's just nonsensical. Um, and I, my argument that I've always brought up is Resident Evil four, as much as most people, the majority of people liked it, it led to five and six, which are universally hated. Like, and let's face it, it five and six are clones of four, but just take away any horror elements. That, that was the only difference. So these are my arguments. I know they're unpopular. That's fine. I just think if you gave me Resident Evil 7 or 8 and this Resident Evil 4 remake, and even Resident Evil 2 remake, I'd play all of them over Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll try 4 remake. We'll see. Or I'll just wait to see Chris's opinions of it. Uh, he's the better one to listen to when it comes to Resident Evil anyway. I will be getting it day one, probably, for sure. Yeah. I'm just too much of a so, Capcom Resident Evil fan, so. Yeah. So moving on. Well, if you liked Resident Evil, yeah, Chris, if you liked Resident Evil, what do you think about our next reveal, Resident Evil Village VR on the PS VR 2? We predicted it. Woo! Only since its existence. We've been saying this forever. If you're a longtime listener of the show, I mean, I've been saying this as a no-brainer oh, yeah. from day one. I mean, I'm, don't, don't give us all the credit. I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, said that yeah. this is going to be coming. It made sense. But... I, I'm I'm interested uh, for many reasons as to wanting to play this on VR, uh, but uh, yeah, gameplay that'll be fun. 
<laughs> it's, it's it's very interesting because although you make the joke, yes, the first chapter, do I want to play this in VR for specific reasons? Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's the same reasons I'm terrified to play this game for the second like chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> No spoilers, buddy. Yeah, I don't want Chris. I don't want. Uh, play the first chapter. That's the game. <laughs> That's the game. Roll credits. I'm excited. I think this is good. Um, I want to. I think it's a fantastic game. That's really. If it, I don't know if it's going to be exclusive to just PSVR two, but either way, it's a great title to have near launch. The only if it does come out. The launch. only small concern that I think you and I both shared was like. Is this the, like the planned DLC that's coming for Resident Evil Village? Because we didn't get any new like, hey, this is a new chapter to Resident Evil Village. So I'm like, are they saying these the VR update is DLC? That was my, our own like kind of small concern. I suspect it's not, but if they if they say, oh yeah, no, this is it, I'll be a little bit disappointed. Mm-hmm. I I would also agree with that. Uh, I'm hoping there's more additional content to come. Uh, I mean, I would be happy with this still, but I, there would be a slight disappointment to me. So following Resident Evil Village was The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 on the PSVR 2. So I don't think you and I have played the first one, this Chapter 1. No. Um, I don't have too much to say about this one. It, it looks good. It doesn't look great, but that's probably because they're probably using similar engine and whatnot from the very first game which the first game looked whatever average, let's say. So I, I, I am a sort of walking dead fan. I did like the telltale games. Those were really good. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've always hovered on the saints and sinners one, but I haven't actually like committed to trying it. So I'm sure people are expe- hoping for the second chapter to, to come out soon. So I don't think we got a release date on this one. I don't think I, obviously if it's, if it's going to be just for PSVR two, that's going to be a ways away still, but yeah, my issue is as soon as I read Walking Dead, yeah, uh, you already check out. Off, yeah. I check out. I just Walking Dead's just overplayed. It's it's dead. Let it go. Um, hopefully, people like this. They get what they want. I don't have much input here. Yeah. I'm never going to look at this again. I can move on. So this one was kind of a surprise to me. Um, more or less, I'm like, what is this game? I didn't recognize it. No Man's Sky PSVR 2 version. Uh, yeah, n- never played the game itself. I know one or two buddies who really enjoyed the game overall. Um, but yeah, I was surprised to see this one. I didn't, re- I- I didn't recognize the game at first. And I want to kind of give a little bit of credit to the-, the company and the guys still working on this game. Like, like still. They're still working on this. How old is this game now? I don't even remember. But it's, it's, it's old. Oh, it's old, and they're still working on it. So I kind of want to give them uh, a little bit of credit for that. So, but for me, it's like, am I? Is this going to be like a, a seller for me? I I don't know. I don't think so. Although I think I, I I'd like to play a really cool VR space game, like one where you can like literally, you know, you're in the, like the cockpit and you can like literally turn around the ships all around you. My audio yeah. probably sounded weird because I was turning my head around. But yeah, like I think that would be really interesting. But is No Man's Sky the game I want to do that in? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Chris, this game came out in August 9th, 2016. Oof. It's almost done. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
Uh, no, they they won't ever let that end, and I'm okay with that. That is uh, really good on them. Yeah. Uh, it's finally, well, I guess it's been the game they promised for a while now, but it's just cool to see more and more. Um, I I like No Man's Sky. I've played it. Uh, I had fun with it for the time I played it. The only reason I would come back is VR, and I know it. It I think it was uh, updated for PlayStation VR, but since I don't have the original headset. I'll wait, and then I will probably try this on the PSVR 2, uh, because I always thought, this game's neat, and I loved like going from space to landing on a planet and vice versa, but man, would that be incredible in VR mm-hmm. to like, think you're in a ship and see that take off, and I'm like, man, that could really elevate this game for me, mm-hmm. personally. So after that, we got, I guess, what most people would say is probably one of the bigger ones, Horizon Call of the Mountain PSVR 2. They showed a lot more of that game. Uh, just a quick side note at the end. <laughs> well, they showed anything. Yeah. They've never shown Well, it was anything. just a teaser, yeah. And then just a side thing at the end of the trailer, they also announced a big update to Forbidden West. Uh, they're adding a new game plus mode, not to mention, I think, like respecking is going to be allowed, transmog, all that sort of stuff, uh, more features and whatnot. So I don't know. Um, Looks like it'll be an interesting VR experience, but there looks like a lot of like verticality in this. And I'm not a fan of heights in general. And there's like things where it's like you're swinging from ropes and hanging on like small pipes and stuff way up in the air. I'm like, I don't know if my stomach would be able to handle it, even though I know like mentally I'm not there, but it's like, I don't know. That's a lot of heights. And I I just don't know if I could do it. It'd be an interesting experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Gameplay and combat wise. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big Horizon guy um, at all, clearly. But if I were to enjoy one, it might be this one. So I'm going to try to be optimistic. Um, I'm going to look forward to it again with PSVR 2. It feels, from what I can tell, like a little bit of it almost seems like that rail shooter thing where it's like on the boat would be, you know, the rail. Yeah. Uh, and then there's sequences of like doing traversal and this, but I'm like, but is it all going to mesh together? Is going to feel very janky, and you're just going to be like, okay, you're in the the canoe part, so now you just shoot arrows while stuck on a canoe, and say, okay, now you're at this scene. Like, I, I really hope it blends well and like feels like a full game because the only full VR game I I've truly felt like was a real game is Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. It's just it's you know and now I guess Resident Evil Eight and possibly Resident Evil Four remake. So. Definitely Capcom's narrowed, like, the good VR game. I'm not saying there aren't others that have cool mechanics, but... full-length games. Yeah, it's not a full-length game with a story yeah. that you're constantly immersed, immersed the whole time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, hopefully. But that concluded the VR portion of the state yeah. of play. So I just briefly want to touch on something we talked about last week. Actually, you predicted it. Uh, we had an article where... You were concerned that the 20 day one release games that would come with the new PSVR 2 might be re-releases, and I think you absolutely nailed it. Besides Call of the Mountain, and well, I guess Saints and Sinners, but all these are just re-releases. Essentially. And I feel like there's going to be more of that. If, if, if No Man's Sky it gets another VR version, a second one, how many other games is Moss one and two going to be, you know, one of these 20 games is, you know, just conversions also going to apply to this list that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so I think you nailed that prediction. Um, 
and it kind of worried me a little bit now. Like, I still think there will be other new games to talk about, but now I'm definitely kind of like, oh, man, if, like, half or 75% of our list is, you know, re-releases, man, that's going to sour the salty waters there. Yeah, I mean, in theory, technically, Resident Evil 4 Remake is a new release of a VR experience, sort of. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the, 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 like you said, there's the Facebook version or whatever. But, but if you were someone that, I'm not saying you 100% everyone, yeah. but if you owned an Oculus and you're playing a not remake version of the VR, yeah. you know, it, who and knows? It's a remake of our original game in theory. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a str- we're stretching, but it's still technically not a, I guess it's not a full new experience, if you know what I mean. You know the story, so. <laughs> yes. So anyway, we can move forward. I just want to bring that up because I do think that's uh, something that should be brought. Small PC news, maybe not so small for PC because I've already had a couple people talk about how they're excited for this. Spider-Man remastered on PC. Uh, Miles Morales will arrive in the fall. Uh, I think this is going to be exciting for a lot of people that want to play this and didn't buy a PlayStation port. Yeah, so they kind of talked about, here's your port of the remastered version, so you get the better version on PC coming out in August. Everyone's excited. Sony kind of fumbled the ball, though, and failed to mention until later that Miles Morales will also make its way to PC. That one's just going to be a little bit later in the fall. So really good news for PC fans. I know I've always seen a lot of people always be like, when's Spider-Man coming? And I honestly never thought they would do Spider-Man just because it is such a heavy hitter. Um, So that's interesting to me. But, I mean, I guess it's uh, changing my perspective of how dedicated sony now is on being sony and pc it almost feels like they're just it's like a three-year gap or something at least a three-year gap but miles morales is and no, it's only going to be like around two at that point so following that we got a, a little bit more from the game stray uh for those that don't know you play a cat in a cyberpunk world i think both of us are kind of like intrigued or at least interested in it um so essentially, if you have uh, the extra or higher tier, it's not really part of premium. I, sometimes they call it extra. Sometimes they call it deluxe. Like you yeah. said, it's confusing as all. Well. You'll have access to this game. So you and I will both get this game because we're both getting those passes. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And the game's coming out in July, which isn't that far away. That's also another plus for this one. So. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I like, I like the world that they're showing me. I am interested. My only issue is I saw those click to jump mechanics and that worries me. It feels like it could be very blocky experience uh, just because, you know, your cat would get to the edge of a creek oh, and then yeah. right away I'd see hit X to jump and I'm like, or just let me jump. Yeah, I, I did see that. Is this really. 2020? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so whatever. I still think it, this could be good. You know, again, a few indie things ring like, you know, I'm reading text still, and I'm like, mm, "Is this a Switch game? Like, why don't I just have like audio?" I because they all speak whatever, fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's free, so maybe I have no right to complain, or at least it will, will be free for me. Then we got the next big one, the Callisto Protocol. This is from the creator of the original Dead Spaces, or all three of them, the original creator. I, I can't remember, but anyways, this one looks like it's going to be the next big scary game for me. It looks quite terrifying and i played a lot of scary games but this one looks like it's going to be great um one thing i really noticed in this was the facial features i almost said this is this some sort of cg type of thing because it looked like legit actors when it zoomed in on their faces even the monsters faces look like it could be somebody in like a costume so 
I don't know. It looks fantastic. I'm super excited for for this one. We saw a little bit of, about this one in kind of teasers before, but this one was a little bit more than that. I don't think we saw specific. There might have been some gameplay combined in this. I can't even remember off the top of my head right now, but it wasn't like running around shooting stuff. It was more like traversal, I think, gameplay. Uh, so, yeah, Callisto Protocol, uh, you know, the creator of the original Dead Space uh, and the Wii U or Wii version. Uh, then I guess he bounced, did a bunch of other things, is coming back and trying to reclaim the throne uh, from himself, basically. But it's interesting situation with dead space remake coming like early next year but either way they showed very interesting cutscene. i don't think there was real gameplay to be shown which is concerning a little bit especially with the december release date um but for me this honestly might be my game of show i think uh i'm really excited about this i think dead space is great uh this game looks good at least from what we can tell might be one of those situations where, again, would have liked to see gameplay, would have liked to see uh, if it runs as good as it looks uh, from a video. But either way, this is going to be a great game to force Chris to play so I can watch and be scared because uh, I definitely can't be scared and play this game at the same time because <laughs> I'm a wee boy on the inside. Following this one, we got Roller Dome. Uh, it's from the creator of Ollie Ollie World uh, or Worlds. Not too much to say about this one, but I got a lot of like uh, Tony Hawk vibes with killing things in the battlefield. So I don't know. It, it's definitely a, like more indie or indie style game. Uh, it, it did look fun to play, but yeah, I'll be interesting to see uh, what comes from this one, I guess. So Callisto Protocol got game of the show for me. This is the polar opposite and this gets worse game of the show for me. Um, I hate the aesthetics of it. I don't care. It just looked, it's almost like someone made a joke and they're like, Hey, we can make that a game. And then even if you want to get by all of that, the animations are rough as all hell. There's so many times where this character would like get some air and the body just is stationary and it just twists. It's as if I just put something on Photoshop and just started to, you know, twist it or, angle it i don't know what the better term for that is um but anyway and then they, they zoomed in her face and same thing just like a dead soulless stare nothing in behind the eyes just dead and just stationary no emotion no nothing and i was just like this is the worst looking game i've seen in a long time i i get it it's trying to like lean into that angle like hey look at this cool art style but it's not a cool art style it's a boring lifeless art style i don't know what more to say i looked at this and i was visually offended i got triggered chris <laughs> by roller dome and i'm like man i uh i can't think of any other game i'd rather play less you know <laughs> following roller dome we got i think it was eater nights eater nights is how they pronounce it's supposed it? to be like a play i think it, they were trying to make a play on eternal that's what i thought so too so but... eater nights so i think you said yeah. it right uh from what i could tell it's a kind of a JRPG action adventure dating simulator type game. I saw hold R2 to hold hands and I was sold <laughs> day one right there. Other than that, I don't have too much to say. Maybe I'll get slight persona vibes. Maybe it'll be interesting, but only in the JRPG aspect of it. So. I'm yeah, this one very much seems like it could be awful. Like it could 
end up being horrible, but there's a little bit there that I'm like, man, do I want to hold R2 to hold hands? <laughs> and I, I think I might try this out. We'll have to see uh, when they release more information, but it got my curiosity at the very least. And then probably another big one for some people, uh, fans of Capcom, rise up. Street Fighter VI. Um, what can I say about this one? I was actually interested in this one. Uh, probably most people, I don't know if they would be as interested, but it looks like there's some, like, you, maybe you can be a kind of a custom character person, and it has some, like, open world aspects, maybe. Um, some interesting stuff there. But the one thing that kind of sold me, too, is, like, the fighting. They showed some of the duels, and it, it looked good. Your, your hits looked really impactful. I like the sound design and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm just curious if like true Street Fighter fans are like even give a crap about open world and whatnot. I think they just want fighting. So this might be received less by them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's a situation where they hope the technical gameplay of it is still there for the fans and the open world might draw a new audience. I'm, I'm thinking that's the gamble they're trying here. Uh, for me, though, I hate hates a strong word i honestly have zero feelings i'm so neutral about street fighter the characters don't speak to me whatsoever it has nostalgia i get that like any of these old fighters that were used to like tekken all that kind of stuff dead or alive we remember these characters but for me the only two i ever know about is ken and ryu and otherwise i'm like man could you have a worse story when the best thing about your franchise is jean-claude van damme that's probably not good it's probably not good, Chris. <laughs> and I'm I like, yes, he can do the splits. He's immaculate. About that. Immaculate, man. But otherwise, I, I wouldn't care. I never played five. I'm not going to play six. And I will probably never play Street Fighter until I die. Moving on. Uh, then we get to see uh, some footage of Tunic, which looks very uh, old style Zelda-like. Uh, the game's already out on PC. So I guess this is just essentially a port. Or maybe they rebuilt it from the ground up for console. Who knows? But it looks like a Zelda sort of Link to the Past type of thing. It looked, it looked good. I think it's got good reviews on PC as well. So Yeah, I don't know. Tunic, another one that doesn't interest me. But I have nothing against it. I think the art style's neat. Cute little foxes. Great. Um, I'm just not into the indie scene. So like I'll pass on it. But I don't heart, hold any like bad feelings towards it. I think... Uh, it's probably great for the people that are looking for that kind of experience. Nearing the end, we get Season, A Letter to the Future. Not too much to say about this one. Um, it looks like it, it's probably going to be like a, a mo more like an emotional story. They're talking about uh, taking photos and the art design looks really neat. Taking photos, recording audio for some reason. No, I, I'm honestly not too sure what the game's going to be about, but it looks like one of those ones that's going to have maybe more of an emotional impact. So be curious to see what happens with it. But this one didn't really, didn't really grab me. So yeah, it didn't hit the Richter scale for me. Um, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's an experience to be had here that I just can't see. And I need to be told about it from people who have played it. And then they, you know, shake me to my very core and tell me that I'm missing out on life itself if I don't play this game. Fantastic. Uh, hope that's the case. But yeah, I just, it was I don't know, another one with an interesting yeah. style, I guess. And then the final one, another one of the ones that I would 
normally call bigger, but it's more just disappointment in my eyes. Final Fantasy 16. So definitely showed a lot more. Uh, some of the positives I took out of it. The environment looks really good. Um, the summons all looked really good. Character models did not look good. They looked like, I don't know, the same as 15, which 15 looked okay. Maybe even the same as 14 more than 15. But it's like they just, I don't know, the character models themselves didn't look any better to me, which kind of took me out of it a little bit. But maybe I'm being overly picky. I think the big thing to take from this is that this game isn't going to be out this year. It's going to take another year at least. I'll pass it on to you. You're the vocal Final Fantasy guy. So, so Chris, the reason it doesn't look good is the reason I've always said it doesn't look good. It borrows assets from a game that was re-released on August 27th, 2013. Yeah. Now, notably, and I noted it right away, they it seemed intentionally didn't want to show other characters that they've shown in other cutscenes yeah. and other I did notice reveals. that too. And that speaks they kept just showing the same two characters your main character and the king and it just kept going back and forth and i think that's because those characters were actually created for this game where every other character just seems like they ripped them from final fantasy 14 like i said a game that came out in 2013 there there's no reason this game should take as long as it is to make using assets that are eight nine years old it's preposterous it's insane and the fact that it came out with a release date at the end that still said, hey, we need a little over a year still. And, and then they have the audacity. There's an article in Push Square that talks about that they came out and said, oh, it's full, fully playable from start to finish currently. So you need a year, over a year, sorry. You need over a year to polish this game. I get if you're working on a huge dump like Cyberpunk 2077 that you need a whole year. Okay, fine. But this game is using assets from something you already have that's running. You, you didn't switch to a new engine. You didn't do any of these other things. Like how how in a how much of a bad state is this game in currently that you need another year for a game that we've heard multiple times that people keep telling us like, oh, it's coming out sooner than you think. Sooner than you think. Jason Schreier was one of those too. He after the first reveal, I think two years ago, he he thought it was coming out sooner than we think. This is just Square Enix doing what Square Enix always does dropping the ball and i i as a avid final fantasy fan i have to bow out and say no i don't care anymore i'm letting this one die i'm not even going to be looking out for this anymore if i didn't have this podcast i'd probably avoid everything about it until it comes out and someone actually tells me it's not horrible but seeing this weird devil may cry action stuff too like that's not a Final fantasy thing it's becoming a Final fantasy thing though it is i get it because they're trying to speak to the kids that are just inundated with hdd and adhd (laughs) and they're the hyperactive cousin and they're just going crazy (laughs) and they can't sit still and do a turn-based game god forbid we get like you know persona 5 one of the greatest jrpgs of all time yeah nah that'd be horrible we don't want that no instead just like go freaking overboard uh with just insane amounts of particle effects and just all these stupid, really exaggerated numbers, like 33,300 yeah, damage. Yeah. What does that mean? Why can't it just be 300 damage? It's just, it's all this crap to distract from the fact that you have a lackluster game, possibly, potentially. I don't, I can't confirm that. 
But man, is this a game that after seeing this trailer, I'm like, I don't think Final Fantasy's for me anymore, Chris. I think apparently I got too old for Final Fantasy. Gonna go back to the old ones and do those again, I guess. I really, really, really hope that NVIDIA leaks real and we get a Final Fantasy IX remaster because I'd be much happy, happier with that. I pretty much just echo what you said, so. That's pretty much the whole show. Um, overall, I'm, I think this is one of the better shows. This is definitely positive for me. I'm usually pretty positive in general, but whatever. I think this one was pretty good. Uh, got a glimpse of stuff to come for the PSVR finally. So that's exciting. Um, yeah, just overall, there wasn't anything that I was super disappointed by other than, I guess, Final Fantasy. But that's more, I just disappointed by Square Enix in general. So. And this was like, was this the trailer that they held off telling people about? Because this was the could be coming out. Really, this is the best. Yeah. This, I I'll give them credit. The summons looked good, I guess. But yeah, the ridiculous damage number is three hundred thirty thousand. That just I was like, why? Why does it have to be that number? It's just stupid. Like, yeah. just make it a reasonable number. Like, I don't. Wanna... Well, the other thing that concerned me too is like it looked like there's this weird like the summons are fighting. I'm like, am I playing the summon? What do these health bars matter? <laughs> yeah, I just whatever. Um, I agree with you. Like, again, state of plays. If you've listened to this for a long time, you probably know they're usually underwhelming. I'm usually kind of like falling asleep by the end. Uh, sometimes they have a purpose. You know, they're they're hyper focusing on one game. Those kind of make sense to me. So then you can't really walk away feeling disappointed. But they usually warn us. So by default, I don't even think it's like. I don't even think it's an objective stance. I think this is by default the best state of play we've ever had. Uh, although I may not love every game on here, although I may not like my like my shoes just shot off because I was just that much excitement. Um, I still think, yeah, it's the best state of play we've ever had. It had real reveals. I mean, Capcom came out swinging yeah. hard, making Square look like a silly, silly goose in the corner. But that's fine. Um, and yeah, I really hope everybody found something to be excited about. Like I said, Callisto Protocol for me. Uh, I will come back for Resident Evil Village VR. And, you know, I was just happy to see things like Spider-Man going to PC for people that haven't experienced it yet. And Eternal Nights. Like I said, let's hold hands. Hit R2. Let's hold hands. Um, but other than that, let's move on because this episode's getting a little out of control. So we're going to review Roundup. Uh, we got only two games again, Soldiers, PS5, sitting at a 77 on Metacritic, six positive, two mixed, zero negative, not highly reviewed, so I would definitely do research if you were looking at that. And then Silt on PS5, 72, three positive, two mixed, zero negative, so uh, definitely a mixed bag on that one. So now we're at the end of the show, which means we only have one last thing, which is homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week in news, so we give you... The article headlines where you can find those articles. You go educate yourselves. So we'll start with here's what the new PlayStation Plus launch games lineup looks like in Japan. This one comes from Game Informer. There you go. An updated list. But again, I don't think we're going to really know what's going on until it does launch in North America. Uh, so let's wait for that. Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy producer Shinji Hashimoto retires after 30 years with Square Enix. This one comes from IGN. Destroy All Humans 2 Remaster gets an August release date, and a standalone spinoff is out now on IGN. Sonic Frontier new teasers show first taste of open world gameplay. This one comes from Game Informer. Summer Game Fest 2022 developers and publishers revealed. This one comes from Game Informer. 
As I mentioned before, Diablo Immortal reportedly won't launch in two countries due to loot box legislation. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz. Gran Turismo 7's latest update reportedly increases many legend car prices. This one comes from VGC. Sounds like a misstep to me. Blue box developer behind PS5's abandoned <laughs> misled fans. Sugar! Soliciting business deals in toxic chat room. This one comes from GameSpot. So that one, I think I have a feeling we might talk about that more next week. I only found this right before recording, and there's a lot. So if you're interested whatsoever about Abandon, read this article. There's a lot of stuff. I don't know if it's uh, you know, legit yet. I, I want to do a little more research, but if any, or even half of what I've read so far is true, God help us all. Okay, thanks for joining us for another week. That's it. That's everything. So until next Monday, we have to say goodbye. Thank you so much. Your time is your most valuable currency. It humbles us, and we appreciate it. So again, until next Monday, goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.